Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Be Inspired with Linda H., where my mission is to help you be encouraged, motivated, and inspired to go after your dreams and to crush your goals. My guest today is a very good friend of mine, and I'm so excited that she had time to do an interview with me. <laughs> so, in 2000. <laughs> in 2007, she was crowned Mrs. World. She's also crowned in uh, 2006 as Mrs. America and Mrs. Arizona. She works very closely with the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and the American Cancer Society, the Rates for the Cure. She's traveled all over the world speaking at various events, a lot of cool events actually, um, just, you know, as a guest speaker. And currently, she also has many different titles. She is a committee member for the Mrs. America Ethics Board. She is the executive director of the Mrs. New York America pageant and the Mrs. New York American pageant and <laughs> the Miss New York for America pageant. Please help me welcome my friend and guest today, Diane Hardgrove. Thank you, Linda. What a beautiful introduction. Hi. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I am well. Thank you so much again for taking the time out your busy schedule to chat with me. Um, and I, you know what, your, your, my introduction didn't even give much justice. You know, I had to kind of condense it. Or otherwise, I'd be here for a whole hour giving this whole big introduction of everything that you've accomplished. <laughs> So, I'm so you. excited again that you're able to be here today. Oh, I'm so, honored to be um, on your show. Thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, thank you so much. So, I like to let my guests know how um, I actually met, you know, my guest. And um, so, I think that I, I was following you for a while, um, maybe about two years ago, just on social media. And then um, I got introduced into, you know, possibly participating in the pageant and so that's where I really got to get to know you a little bit better because you was my you know executive director and I was Mrs. Ontario <laughs> New York for America and um, it, I, I had a very great experience with you um, you actually really helped encourage me because you know I've never participated in any type of pageant before so um, you really gave me that extra push to you know just go ahead and and, you know, just go ahead and do it. Just do it. So it's only appropriate to have you on my show because I know that you will encourage my listeners to just go after and, you know, crush their goals. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to know, um, how did you get started with pageantry? It wasn't until I was in college. I was attending the University of Arizona and a girlfriend of mine, she was one of my best friends to this day. Her name's Jamie. And she was, we grew up in a really small town, Sierra Vista. It's about an hour south of Tucson. And she said, you know, I'm thinking about doing Miss Sierra Vista. It's part of the Miss America program. And she did it. She won. And she said, okay, you've gone through your freshman year in college. You put on your freshman 20. How about this would be a great way for you to be inspired to lose weight and compete in pageants. And I said, well, I got to do that because, yes, I probably put on the freshman 25. <laughs> so it was a great opportunity to promote my platform and, you know, get scholar scholarship money for college. 
So my parents were really for that and I competed in the Miss America program, um, did really well at you know my local level and state level. I had incredible executive directors that really inspired me and mentored me to be my best self and to lose weight and to just you know really go after my goals and it really fulfilled my educational dreams and I won a ton of you know scholarship money so it was just all so powerful in my life and so I, I wanted to give back so immediately I signed up to be the director for a local level in Tucson so I was the director for Miss Tucson and Miss Pima County for four years and then I quit that to compete for Mrs. Arizona. And then it just took off from there. So pageants are just a huge part of my life and very, very grateful for all the, the wonderful things that have come along with it. Friendships and the platform part. Yes, wow. So it was something that you do us, cause you know, there's some, a lot of children, they start with pageantry very young. So you was a little bit more older and mature when you first started. Yeah. Wow. So you won the title of, of Mrs. World 2007. You was crowned. And that just sounds so exciting when you hear it. Like, wow, Mrs. World 2007. Um, how did that experience change your life? It really did. Um, you know, I won Mrs. Arizona. Six months later, Mrs. America had an incredible six months as Mrs. America, rang the bell at NASDAQ on Times Square traveled all across our great nation. And then six months later that, after that, I traveled to Russia and was crowned Mrs. World. And I held that title for about a year and a half. And that experience being in Russia was just incredible. Like my girlfriends from, from the class of 2007 are still very close girlfriends to this day. And we go on Zoom calls and we reconnect and We've traveled to Malaysia together for a reunion, Mexico, we do like little reunion trips. And we all have a personal cause, a personal platform. So we always have we always have something that we wanna share, whether it be like a virtual walk or something that we like to do together. But that year, those years were like truly the best years of my life. Thanks to David, may he rest in peace, Marmel. He just passed away recently and his wife Elaine, they're just wonderful people that love to give back. And this organization has been around for about 44 years. So it's a really established organization and very strong and every year it gets stronger and stronger. So just, just so honored to be a part of it. And I've served in so many different capacities. So being a director now and give, having the opportunity to give back, um, is just a huge blessing. So you you mentioned um, how you was able to obtain scholarships from when you competed. Yeah. Now there's a lot of parents that you know may have conflicting views on when it comes to their children and pageantry. Mm -hmm. Some people feel that you know you know little girls four or five years old and makeup may not really be appropriate mm -hmm. and you know just other reasons for whatever they feel that it's not really appropriate for little girls. Right. What would you say to, to parents that, you know, have that view, like a negative view on pageantry? 
I love being asked by parents about pageants because I find that it's my way to kind of educate the public about pageants and the correct views. You know, it's it's part of an education to other people when people ask me about pageants. And I love talking about the platform aspect and the friendships that you make. I mean, you really do make lifelong friends from pageants. And your, the, your platform is something you'll always have and you're always gonna give back and encourage other people to volunteer. So no matter what age, I think it's a real, it's a positive thing if you make it positive. And there are big pageant systems out there for tots and young teens and junior teens, like the NAM organization where they don't allow makeup with children. I mean, there's a lot of really great pageants out there for young women. So I would definitely encourage them to do it. It actually helps them, you know, with knowing the importance of volunteerism and the importance of public speaking and giving back. And I think those are really strong things we need, you know, as adults, you know, when you're interviewing for the job of your dreams, it's practice interview skills and communication skills. So I would encourage anyone to do a pageant. I think they, if you do it the right way, it's, it's going to be a really positive experience for you. Thank you. And you did mention that there are many different types of pageant systems. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and that's true. You know, there seems to be a, pa a pageant for every single day. I've even seen pageants that are like, you know, Christmas. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many. So when it comes to, you know, looking at the different pageants, what are some things that you feel that um, future contestants should look for before actually committing? And the reason why I ask is because, you know, the pageant entry fees can range, you know, from yeah. all different prices. And then when you yeah. add all of the additional expenses that people may not, you know, initially think about. You know, right, exactly. So what, what would your advice be when it comes to actually choosing a pageant system and committing mm -hmm. to it? Yes, I think doing the research is extremely important. I was very, very fortunate, you know, as a young married woman and doing the research, really all I saw was Mrs. America and Mrs. World. And those are my goals. Those are my dreams. And now there's so many, but I really love the Mrs. America organization and Mrs. World organizations. And now they have the Miss for America organization. So it's just a really strong established organization. And as far as the entry fees, I would say nothing really should be out of pocket. Um, there's ways to get sponsors, you know, creating like a sponsor letter that you can email blast or just meet with people that want to be a part of your journey. Because I tell everyone, you know, you, you're a celebrity. I mean, whether it be a local celebrity, state celebrity, national, international, you're a celebrity wearing that sash and people are looking at you and admiring you and you're a role model and you're, you have a voice, you're giving back every single day. So make those people, make your friends and family and relatives a part of your journey and they're going to want to help and support you. So it shouldn't be out of pocket. It should be, you should be doing this through sponsors. Um, I remember like my great aunt gave me $500 and she said, use this for your gown. And, and so I was able to go to Joe Balls and buy the gown of my dreams. And <laughs> so I think, you know, it's something that you really should have like your whole family be a part of. It's a family journey. Yes, it is. It is. You need the support of your family. And um, it's so funny when you say that once you have that sash on, you're a celebrity. Because when I was, you know, making appearances underneath Mrs. Ontario in New York, and I had my staff, people were like, oh, let me take a picture. Can I get a picture with you? And I was like, 
Okay. Kids <laughs> running up to you and. <laughs> I mean, it's just like instant, you know, people think that, wow, you know, I need to get yeah. a picture with you. So yes. Exciting. Yes. So you also mentioned, um, which again, some people, when they just say, oh, pageants, they just think of pageants. Oh, you know, it's all about looks, you know, being pretty and, and makeup and glam and that's it. But there is another very important aspect, like you mentioned, which is, you know, developing a, a platform and giving back. Okay, so many pageants, if not all, you know, it's a, a whole round of that, you know, contestant. You know, they're looking at 360, okay, not just, oh, this is the most beautiful person in the world. Right. Yes. So, um, for a lot of people, it's, it's hard. when you first get into pageantry, it's, it might be a little bit difficult to narrow down what your platform is. And that was kind of where I was when I competed. I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I feel like I can do this and I can do that and I should do this and I should do that. But then what ended up just gravitating to me was what I knew, you know, which was, you know, working with the veteran community. Because that's what I love so that's how I was able to narrow it down. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only area that you can focus on. You know, you can focus on as many things as you want, but that's where I, you know, try to put most of my free time toward. Now, for you, you've worked with um, the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and the American um, Cancer Society Race for the Cure for many years. So when I was in college, I, I really had this passion of mentoring children. So I worked very closely with the Boys and Girls Club of America and my brother and I would go there after school and help them with their after school programs. And that's just a really incredible organization. And it's actually the platform for my current Mrs. New York America, Yasmin Gum Breckenridge. That's her platform. And she'll be taking that platform when she competes for Mrs. America in January at the Westgate. So definitely stay tuned to watch Yasmin and Marjorie and Gabby Wright compete for their national titles. It's really exciting. Um, unfortunately, my family had, we actually had three women in our family that had breast cancer after I was attending college and graduated from college. And so I changed my platform to breast cancer awareness. And it was incredible, the whole experience as a local title holder as Mrs. Tucson. And everyone was coming up to me and they were saying, wow, you know, like I see your pink bracelet and I'd love to volunteer too. And the whole staff at the local level, the local affiliate for Southern Arizona, Susan G. Coleman and for the American Cancer Society, they welcomed me with open arms. I mean, they filled up my car. They're like, you want to help promote us? They filled up my car with handbook, like handbooks and brochures and, you know, scripts for presentations and that really, really helped me overcome my public speaking fear. And I was just out and about serving as an ambassador for both of these organizations. And the same thing happened to me when we moved to Rochester. It was like the whole staff was just so thrilled. I'm like, will you come to our, you know, our luncheons and, you know, do our calls with us and our, and our race for the cure and our, our walking stride, like making strides walk. And then we moved to Dallas and the same thing happened. You know, everyone just gets really excited when you show your interest and in that you want to give back. 
So anyone that wants to, to have a voice and have a platform, definitely choose something that's near and dear to your heart and something that either affects yourself, like what you're doing with the veterans. Um, thank you for your service, by the way. That's amazing what you've done for us. So thank you. So it's, it's something that's affected either you or your family um, or you know relative or something like that. Choose a platform that you feel really passionate about and you'll have that for the rest of your life. My husband and I have participated in so many things for breast cancer awareness and we still have our pink ribbon walkers team. Um, I, I've had that team for about 15 years now. So it's just a part of my life and I, and I love it. So really enjoy it. And speaking of breast cancer awareness, we are currently in the month of October, which is Cancer Awareness Month. So what, um, what are some ideas that you have or suggestions that people can do um, in order to, you know, support Breast Cancer Awareness Month? So the American Cancer Society making strides against breast cancer, they actually have local affiliates in every, almost every city across the nation. So what they're doing is a virtual walk. So for example, like North Texas is doing a virtual walk on October 17th. So you can walk around your neighborhood or find a nearby park and go FaceTime with your friends and family. Um, my husband and I are actually gonna be walking at the Star in Frisco that day on October 17th. So there's ways around, you know, getting together in large groups now with COVID, you can just do virtual walks. So a lot of organizations are doing virtual walks for, for breast cancer awareness, and it's a great way to start a team. We have the Pink Ribbon Walkers team and we're raising funds. So many of my friends and family have contributed. So thank you, friends and family. Um, but it's a great way to raise funds for breast cancer awareness. And it really reminds women to get your mammogram. That's so important. So get your mammogram, do it every year, see your primary care physician, you know, see any doctor and, and then go get your mammogram. And that's really important for us as women. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, I, do they still do, now is the, the um, virtual walk that you're talking about, is that mm -hmm. the same thing as, um, I know a couple of years, well, it's, woo, it's been some years, but they actually had on the military installations, several um, installations that I was stationed at, where it was like a 24 hour event. And mm -hmm. so we were like, basically we were in teams and we would walk for, you know, 24 hours. Yeah. Um, is that something similar to the Making Strides Walk? So it's actually, yeah, the virtual walk is just you walk in like wherever you can and then you can FaceTime with your friends and family and it's however distance that you want. We usually do like a 5k and just, you know, speed walk around our neighborhood and nearby parks and things like that. So we can FaceTime with our friends and family if they've joined our team and say thank you on Instagram live or, or Facebook or FaceTime. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So it's just kind of a great way to raise funds um, for education and screening, research and treatment for breast cancer. And the great thing about the American Cancer Society is that 75% of those funds that are raised stay in your community. And then the other 25% are for the nationwide research and screening and treatment. But 75% of those funds are for your own town, for your own city. So it's a really great organization. Um, highly recommend donating to um, American Cancer Society or Susan G. Komen. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Now, you said that um, before you started um, competing in pageants, 
you had a fear of public speaking. <laughs> yes. Great for, you know, especially anyone that's wanting to, you know, participate. It helps with that, you know, why do you think that people have a fear of public speaking? Oh, it's those jitters. It's like, oh gosh, I just, I, I noticed I had that fear, I think in elementary school when I got up to read a story in front of the class, you know, it's just that natural fear. It's that excitement. It's that anxiety that we all get. And I really encourage others to um, be a member of Toastmasters International. It's an excellent public speaking group. I was a member for many years and I, I loved it because I was surrounded by senior citizens and I was the young new one and they were so excited to have me a part of their member. And we got up and did speeches once a week or however often that we met. I think it was once a week that we met and it was an incredible organization. So Toastmasters International is actually a nationwide um, and they have local affiliates in every city too. And it's a great way, if you have that fear of public speaking, it's a great way to practice. And then you can start you know, speaking to civic organizations like Rotary Club meetings and you know, speaking to local businesses and um, you'll feel more comfortable doing it. So it was a great start to do that and join Toastmasters. Thank you. That's some great advice on ways to overcome your fear of public speaking. Unlike what they said back in the days was just, oh, just stand here and picture everyone naked. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think that everyone's naked out there, okay? You'll feel more comfortable, right? <laughs> That did not I've done work. that. I've done that. I've also put my like someone's like my husband's face on someone's face. So I'll put Roy's face on like the people in the front row, and that really helps too. So okay. <laughs> but the better advice is to join a Toastmaster International. Get out there and actually find some ways to, um, you know, overcome your speaking. I even um, read somewhere that um, I don't know if uh, public libraries are really open now because of the you know, we're still underneath the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of organizations that are still limited with their hours. But I even read somewhere that even something simple as going to the library and doing story time, you know, that right there can help. And in the libraries, your local libraries also, um, you have different type of events, you know, so if there's a class or something that you would be willing to teach, you can go there and that's another way that you can, you know, kind of get over your fear of public speaking. I think that's a great way. I think anything that you do where you're hearing your own voice, you know, even just reading out loud is a great way to practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is actually kind of my way. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. It's perfect. It actually, I noticed in, um, for my listeners that have been listening since episode one, I'm being more mindful. I, I noticed that um, I, I, I just said, um, I use a lot of filler words and I was like, um, um, yeah, okay. okay. Oh, yes. So <laughs> now I'm being more conscious and, you know, I'm getting better at it, y'all. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I remember being surrounded by people that at Toastmasters and they have the um bell and they ring the um bell and I was like, ah. <laughs> I've been really lucky to see Tony Robbins twice. Okay. 
at national sales conferences and he was incredible. I recommend anyone to see Tony Robbins. I was in the front row and he makes the entire audience cry and just get excited and laugh. And I mean, all the emotions are going through when you hear someone like that speak. He is very inspirational. I love listening to him on, on Instagram, you know, in the mornings and he really gets me pumped for my day. I've listened to all of his audio tapes and he really encourages success in other people. And I just, I really admire him. Thank you. So y'all can go ahead and check out Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, it, it was very heartbreaking last month when we lost um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and it's just very, very heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of things that many people didn't realize, you know, how much she really contributed to the, the way that things are currently for us females. You know, she's really paved the way. Um, there was things, honestly, that, that I honestly didn't know. Like, oh my gosh, like we couldn't, females couldn't sign a mortgage without, the, you know, a male signing, you know, the husband signing. Like, it, it's really, when we think about how, you know, what our rights are now, you know, and inequality for women are now, and how it was back then, and the things that, you know, people before us have, you know, fought for to get us to where we're at. It's just unbelievable, you know, and I just think like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I would have been able to survive back then, you know, it it really makes me feel privileged for, you know, the opportunities that we have available to us now. So, if you had the opportunity to have a conversation with mm-hmm. her, what would be something that you would like to discuss with her? Gosh, uh, for her, I mean, a woman who ascended into the highest court in our nation, you know, what a, a remarkable accomplishment for anyone. So I would probably ask her, you know, what was what was her greatest challenge as as a judge? she served as a judge for so many years so what was the, her greatest challenge as a judge and as a woman too so i mean i think i would ask for that first it's incredible how she balanced a family and, and a successful marriage and being a judge so i would just ask her those questions we need to sit down at dinner with her one day when she while she was alive and just ask and have a conversation with her very inspiring woman very, 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 um, and yeah, it was just very, uh, <laughs> watching, you know, the, the memorials and, you know, the, all the, the televised, you know, contributions that they made for her, it's just, um, it's yeah. very inspiring of everything that, you know, she's accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, rest in peace, yes. Now, one of the things that you mentioned when it comes to you know your experience with with pageants and mm-hmm. uh, the friendships that you've developed with you know the other you know you got longtime friends. You said I think when your your, your class was 2006 or 2006 and 2007. Yes, from Arizona American World. Yes, still <laughs> very close friends with them. Why do you think that it is important for women to help and support one another? And the reason why I'm asking is because. 
you know, you see all of these people, you know, on social media, and they're saying all of these quotes about, you know, we're supporting each other, but it's not genuine. You know, there's a lot of people that are just saying that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm you know, all about women empowerment, you know, um, you know, having organizations that's women empowerment, you know, but just trying to get advertisement. And, you know, but that's not what their real purpose is. Why do you think that it's important and how can we develop genuine connections with other females? Yeah, I think with the group that I clicked with whenever I competed, I noticed that they all felt really relaxed and they were just there to have a good time and they were there for their families and they were there for their platform. And so we all just kind of had the feeling of, you know, we understand this is a pageant. However, we don't really care who's going to win and whoever wins, we're going to support that person because it's like different judges, different time, anyone can win. So let's just be here and have a fun time. So I had, you know, you can really feel energy with people and if they feel genuine and positive, those are the people that you're going to want to click with. And they have remained my friends for life. I mean, they're just, they're incredible. They're motivational. They're inspiring every single day. We keep in touch. And so that's why I recommend for anyone, you know, it's like, you know, those people, they just have that energy with them and you just want to be around those people. And, um, you know, that's going to help you. And it's just, if you can just take some time for yourself and just breathe and get centered, and then you're ready to do the pageant, just make sure you're surrounded, your environment, you're surrounding yourself with people that are like you, you know, that are just, you know, there for the right reasons. And then you're gonna have a lot of friends for life. Yeah, not the ones that are cutthroat. <laughs> no, don't, don't be around ultra competitive. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> I'm here to win. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's that movie with um uh Sandra Bullock? Um, oh, my favorite movie. Congeniality. That, that was me. That was that was, <laughs> that was my best. <laughs> oh man. So, do you have um anything upcoming that we could be on the lookout for? I noticed um recently. Are you are you an ambassador for uh, a company or something? I saw. Yes, yes. I'm wearing her lipstick and her mascara. So it's Raquel Riley Thomas. She is the director for Mrs. DC and she's a former Mrs. Maryland and we're very good friends and she has her own beauty line, her and her daughter Maria. So it's Raquel Riley Thomas Beauty and Maria Raquel Thomas and um, their beauty lines are incredible. So I'm wearing her lipstick. It's called the Diane lipstick. And her oh, mascara too. So yeah, definitely follow them on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So please make sure that you send me the link. And for those that don't, yeah, obviously I can't see the video right now. But Diane looks beautiful on this lipstick. I was just telling you how pretty you look, and now you look. look beautiful. Are you okay if I take a quick picture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, two. Three. There we go. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll show y'all the picture, okay? Y'all make sure that y'all look on my Facebook, Be Inspired with Linda H, and you can see this little picture that Diane just took of us. <laughs> How cool. You got your own lipstick on. 
And that's my Instagram, my name, and um, just lots of great modeling opportunities. And that's why I encourage people to do pageants. You're going to have so many opportunities that happen from pageants. Um, you know, public speaking opportunities that are upcoming, podcasts, and and modeling. So um, just be on the lookout. You can follow me on IG. <laughs> Thank you. And for my listeners that are in New York, I highly recommend if you're interested in participating in a pageant, you should check out the system that Diane is in, Executive Director. Thank um, you. What, when, when does, because um, you just recently had the pageant, um, what was it, in April or May? It's, been, it's scheduled for May 23rd. The website is MrsNYAmerica.com, and we have a public Facebook page, too. And our, our Instagram name is Mrs. NY America and Mrs. Um, NY American and Miss NY for America, our Instagram names. And so it's scheduled for May 23rd. It's a Sunday from two to four at the RIT and in conference center. So we hope to see you. Okay. And right now you're currently um, accepting um, applications, correct? Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so I'll make sure y'all make sure that y'all um read the description of this uh, <laughs> this show because all of these links are going to be right in there, and um, Diane will help you give you all kind of information on how to obtain sponsors and anything and everything that you need to know about participating in a pageant once you sign up. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. So, okay, well, thank you so much, Diane. Thank for you, Linda. This is a great opportunity. Thank you. Me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. Yeah, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, take care. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm staying in my treehouse. I ain't ever coming down. Staying in my tree house, and I don't wanna hear a sound. The envelopes you're giving me are now a subject in the breeze. How you take my clout to me, and how you consume my reality. Take my dreams and turn them inside. Take my wants and make them needs. Rub my body gently and break my walls mentally. I'm out
Told y'all this was a movement. Taking up. I ain't believe You dig? Banked out. Banked out. We getting banged up, north to south we getting banged up, worldwide we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917-889-8041. It's the Bay Dye Radio Show. We controlling the globe and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we putting that work in bang that do it for the culture. Then it's one love wins from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. But tip she the trophy. And we keep making moves by coastal. Now them suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Banged out, about to be your household name. Networking Saturdays about to be your movie Gotta go beat, it's the only way to do it It's a conglomerate, we get into it Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired with Linda H While you riding on the interstate We got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6 While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in To tap in with the movement Cause it's about to go down, shout out, discover this Captain of the mothership, if you ain't know that you know now